Our 2023 Miami Dolphins prospect series continues with the spotlight on another tight end, this time Iowa's Sam Laporta. Who he is, how he fits, and where the Dolphins would have to draft them amongst their two top 100 selections. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. And if you're keeping score at home, this is our second show of the day because we did Luke Musgrave this morning. We're doing Sam Laporta this afternoon. We are pedal to the metal for the 2023 NFL Draft. The Dolphins don't have a ton of picks but they have a couple of needs and they got two top 100 selections. And that's enough for me to be super thorough and push my way through as many prospects as we can as viable candidates to fill those needs to make sure we are prepped for draft weekend. So with that in mind, we're going to continue our 2023 Miami Dolphins prospect spotlight series here today on Lockdown Dolphins. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. About a decade in the draft space, uh, transitioned to uh, Locked On full-time. Locked On NFL scouting with Joe Marino as the draft dudes is my other venture as things currently stand. And uh, I'm excited to dive into Sam Laporta, who's a really fascinating study of tight ends, uh, both versus the Iowa pedigree of tight ends and the other tight ends that we've covered already between uh, Luke Musgrave and Brenton Strange. So, you can find Locked On Dolphins wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on YouTube. If you like the video version, appreciate it. We're in the process of building this out, making it a much more comprehensive and robust viewing experience for everybody who checks out Locked On Dolphins on YouTube. So let's start with another tight end prospect, because in my mind, this is the number one need. And I discussed this a little bit on Locked On NFL Scouting with Joe Marino on Monday. Uh, why the tight end position kind of feels like the key to upgrading the offensive unit. I understand there's needs on the offensive line, and we're going to get to a lot of offensive linemen, including a number of guys that you guys have already requested, including Syracuse's Matthew Bergeron and Maryland's Jalen Duncan and TCU Steve Avila at guard. We're going to get to all of them. But right now, it's Sam Laporta's time to shine here in the spotlight here on Locked on Dolphins. Sam Laporta is a tight end from the University of Iowa. And if you have kept track with University of Iowa tight ends over the last five, six, seven years. You got George Kittle, Noah, um, Noah Fant, and TJ Hawkinson is a really nice one, two, three, and then a slew of complimentary tight ends that have come throughout the NFL draft uh, throughout those course of years as well. Iowa is renowned for their wide zone rushing offense. They are renowned for their NFL readiness on the line of scrimmage. They don't have good quarterback play. I'm going to be completely honest. This was the most miserable time that I had watching a player, and it's not because of anything Sam Laporta did or did not do. He was the rose amongst the thorns because the Iowa offense, I'm going to be kind here, stunk. And everybody knew it stunk, and there were a bunch of jokes about a bunch of game totals for, for betting purposes of 36 and 34 and a half, and they can't score points, and yeah, it's all true. Um... But Sam Laporta, amongst all of that, is a really fascinating player. Here's what you need to know about Sam Laporta. He was born on January 12, 2021. Uh, he is listed 
at 6033, so six foot three inches and three eighths of an inch, so about six, three and a half, 245 pounds. He has a 32 and one eighth inch arm span. He has a 10 and a quarter inch hand size. He ran a 4.59 in the 40-yard dash. He had a 35-inch vertical leap, a 10-foot, 3-inch standing broad jump. He had a 6.91-second three-cone drill, and he had a 4.25 short shuttle, 20-yard shuttle at the NFL Combine. Athletic profile is strong. We're going to talk about that uh, briefly after I give you a little bit of context on the background of Sam Laporta because this is what makes Sam Laporta, in my mind, so fascinating. This is a former wide receiver. Uh, He was a four-year letterman in high school as a wide receiver and defensive back. Uh, He posted 50 receiving touchdowns throughout the course of his career. Uh, That is second all-time in Illinois high school state history. Um, He came to Iowa as a wide receiver and then transitioned to a tight end. That's really important to note because when we talk about him playing the tight end position, this is still relatively new as far as reps versus him being a pass catcher. But the fact that it's relatively new is not an indictment of what he can do as an inline player. And I think this is a testament to what the Iowa program does well. They do defense really well. They do special teams well. They do line of scrimmage and run game well, they do not do passing game well at all. But the transition from wide receiver to tight end has probably helped Sam Laporta, and he was in the one place in the country that I could probably point to and say they could get that conversion right, and they could have him be a pro-ready player by the end of just that four-year transition. And that is generally where I perceive that Sam Laporta is right now. I have a lot of notes on who he is as a receiver, and who he is as a blocker, and that's all stuff for segment two. Segment one, I just want to finish setting the table on who this player is. So former wide receiver, convert to tight end, polished player. We've talked with the other guys that we've discussed, Brenton Strange and uh, the Oregon State tight end, their athletic profiles. And I know I ran through the gauntlet but I haven't contextualized Sam Laporta's yet. This athletic profile really surprised me when it came through. Not because I didn't think that Sam Laporta was a bad athlete, but I was not expecting 90th percentile testing in a slew of tests. His 40-yard dash is a 4.59 at 245 pounds. That's a 90th percentile 40-yard dash amongst tight ends. And it shows in opportunities in which you see Sam Laporta get the ball in his hands and he's able to break a tackle and get out into space. He can eat up some yards. He can actually create some after the catch. That standing broad jump of 10 foot three is a 90th percentile test. His 361, excuse me, his 691, a little dyslexia moment here, a three cone drill is an 88th percentile test amongst tight ends at the NFL Combine since 2000. These are tremendous numbers, and they're indicative of different things. This is not just, oh, well, he's explosive and runs fast in straight lines. 
the three-cone drill is all about agility and running in a three-dimensional plane and change of direction skills. Even his 20-yard shuttle, his short shuttle, I mean, that was a 78th percentile test. There is a bunch of evidence that Sam Laporta and his former wide receiver background still exists under the surface of what is effectively a bulked-up body for the sake and for the purpose of playing the tight end position and being capable of doing the other taxing things that are required of that position that are not catching the football and running routes. So if I were to put him on the spectrum of the tight ends that we have spotlighted thus far, he's more condensed than both of the two tight ends that we've previously covered. He is arguably the best athletic profile out of the group. Now, his vertical jump wasn't quite 36, 36 and a half inches, uh, but, and we've covered three good athletes to this point in this series. But I think this is the best blend of athletic profile and stature for the position that I really like. Now, do you love the fact that amongst tight ends that have come through the NFL Combine since 2000, he's 23rd percentile in height and 17th percentile in weight and 16th percentile in arm length? No. So if you're looking for a prototype build at the position, he's not going to check the box. But I think when you watch the film, you can find enough comfort in what Sam Laporta is to feel as though that without the prototypical size and stature, at his disposal, he's still a viable player and a strong candidate for the Dolphins to draft to add to their tight end room. We're going to talk about how he fits the Dolphins after we talk about the NCAA tournament heating up. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. How's that for peace of mind? Just go to FanDuel.com slash on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. And you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net and everything in between, all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot on a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Who is Sam Laporta? Who is Sam Laporta, the football player? Well, he's had over 50 receptions and over 650 receiving yards in each of the last two seasons. Those are the numbers that count. I don't care about his four touchdown passes over the last two years and his five career touchdown receptions because Iowa might have had 10 offensive touchdowns the last three years combined. That's an exaggeration. But the passing game has been not good. And the passing target, the targets in the passing game are not good. So when you have a player like a Sam Laporta, who is obviously the number one option in the offense, you see what you saw in the Ohio State game this year, which was a lot of added and extra attention in the passing game in critical areas, whether that be third down, whether he's lined up at three strong and trying to run up the seam, whether that's in the red zone, he gets a lot of extra attention, a lot of extra bodies and traffic thrown in his direction. This is a player who... I can see the reps that the Dolphins took last year in which he would be filling in. And it's easy to say that when you consider, oh, well, yeah, Mike Gusecki or Durham Smythe played all the Dolphins tight end reps last year effectively. 
handful for Tanner Connor. So just put him in there. But the overlap and the, the, the very clear and obvious overlay with Laporta being lined up wide and taking short motion into a stack or being lined up on the line of scrimmage and stepping off the ball and then going in motion behind the offensive line. That's either a return motion that turns around and comes back to the same spot he was at for the snap of the ball with momentum or comes across the set for split flow action or alternatively inserts up inside without going to the MA in the line of scrimmage. Whether that's him lined up in the slot as a stand-up player, whether that is him lined up in the backfield as a H-back or a fullback. We've talked about versatility with the other guys. And I really gave credence to, to Brenton Strange having versatility. Sam Laporta has that, but it is more profound. And Sam Laporta, I think, wins as a route runner in more ways than Brenton Strange, and that's the divide between Brenton Strange potentially being a top eight tight end in the class and Sam Laporte, I think definitively at this point, probably being a top five tight end in this class. So you watch Sam Laporta. Let's start with the passing game. Uh, they love this sale concept with him where they will put him on the line or just off the ball, and they'll put a wide receiver split out wide. And this wide receiver will run a vertical outside release, and Sam Laporta runs a sail route, which is effectively a, a deep out paired with the vertical outside release. And it's designed to lift the outside coverage and give a window throw to the sideline somewhere around 15 yards. And they ran that concept fairly frequently. And it was a money concept for Iowa with Sam Laporta. And one of the things that Laporta does really well is when he's getting out of his blocks, whether he's attached to the ball or if he's a two point stance, in a nasty split, he will, which is one by one off the offensive tackle. Nasty split. I just, um, I, I'll start throwing terminology at you guys here, and I don't, I don't want you guys to get lost. He will adjust his route stem where he will kind of push and bow for a little bit of width, but then if he has a safety who's le leveraged over top of him, he does a really good job of getting back vertical and attacking that safety straight on as compared to continuing to drift outside, knowing that he's running an outside release route. And that's helpful for two reasons, the spacing of the sail route. And it's also helpful for if the defense is playing quarters or palms coverage, where the outside corner is looking through number two to the quarterback to see, am I going to run a trap here and squat on an outbreaking route that I can try to jump and get an interception. And in the Michigan game was a great example where the quarterback chose not to throw the sale to Laporta in spite of the fact that he had done a really nice job of not telegraphing outside release or outside break on his route. And because he did not telegraph it, the corner sunk with the outside release. Well, later in the game, it was like the next third and long down and distance situation. Iowa came back to the same concept, but they had a different tight end. They had Laporta elsewhere on the field. They had a different tight end running the sale concept. And he way telegraphed what his intentions were. And the corner for Michigan, number five, DJ Turner, saw it, squatted, and almost had a pick six, but the tight end was able to collision the ball in DJ Turner's hands just enough to break up the pass. So it was a nice like foil of like, 
Here's Sam Laporta doing a concept, and here's somebody else who's sloppier doing the same concept and the difference in what it will tell the defense. I thought that was a really great example. Um, I think about Sam Laporta, the fluidity at the top of the route is really something. Uh, whether he's running in-breaking routes, out-breaking routes, shallow breaks, sharp breaks, uh, that former wide receiver background for him really shines. He's really efficient with his feet, and he's really smooth with unlocking his hips so that he can flip himself around and he doesn't end up drifting up the field and creating windows in man coverage or in soft or zone match for somebody to jump and drive when they read the break and undercut Sam Laporta. He keeps these windows... Uh, pretty crisp for their quarterback to make sure he is going to be the first player to intersect the trajectory of the football. He's got good hands. He's really active after the catch. I think that's one thing that stands out. He's comfortably the best player after the catch of any of the three guys that I've watched thus far. And I, I like Brenton Strange after the catch. But I'm watching Sam Laporta run throwback tight end screen against, was it Michigan late in the game? And he's stiff-arming Mike Morris, number 90, a defensive end. And then he's getting up the field and he's stiff-arming somebody else. And he's getting 15 yards. There was a game late in the year. Uh, was it Minnesota? They ran a middle screen to Sam Laporta. And he ended up getting like 60 yards on a John up the middle of the field. And that's 4.59 speed at 245 pounds. That's the kind of player that you think about this offense and you think he meshes within conceptually what the Dolphins say they want to be based on what they've told us, but then also what they've told us with their player personnel decisions and how they want to yak teams to death. I know that was a saying, and then the Dolphins didn't really necessarily do it. Um, but a player like this could potentially really open that up, especially because he's not a tendency tip-off player. And I'm going to probably need to either copyright that or figure out a way to... Uh, refine that, but Mike Gusecki's on the field and the Dolphins passed the football 80% of the time last year. You see 88, you know what's coming. Like, 4-1 to one is not a good ratio for the NFL. So, Sam Laporta, I'm watching him as a blocker, whether it's split flow or insert or double teams or climbing to the second level or backside cutoff on these wide zone concepts that Iowa runs really well. And he's good. Uh, I wouldn't say he's dominant. I wouldn't say that he's consistently overwhelming, but he's effective. He gets the job done. I do think he gets outreached. That would be the one critique that that 16 percentile arm length shows up as a blocker. And it's kind of tough. And I went back through and I looked at, okay, who are the sub 32 inch arms for guys who, who are consistently good inline blockers? And the list of guys is not particularly long but they're not non-starting caliber NFL tight ends either. Now, I think Sam Laporta, with his functional athleticism in his lower half, can make up for some of that. But if you're going to put him in situations or if he's going to be put in a situation where he's got an outside linebacker lined up outside of him, first-hand strike is probably going to go to the outside linebacker unless he gets more refinement with shooting his hands with a level of anticipation and accuracy that allows him to create that first stall. Now, even when he gives up his chest and he's get impacted first, the tenacity of his feet and his ability to anchor and latch there is uh, effective. 
And when he's the help player, when he's on a double team on a five, climbing to the Sam linebacker or climbing to an, climbing to an inside linebacker to create push and wash, that's where you really see him shine. If he's blocking linebackers, he's got the movement skills to do it, and then the length is not the issue. I just think the A level of the defense, point of attack, run blocking, is probably not going to be the hallmark card of Sam Laporta. But I think he's a better blocker than anybody the Dolphins have on the roster right now or anybody the Dolphins had on the roster last year at tight end. So that's a step in the right direction, and I think his stylistic fit is that in which it meshes within who the Dolphins want to be. And I think that's a very valuable place to be when we've been questioning um, how this tight end room is going to evolve for the Dolphins. I'm going to talk about where he'd be drafted for the Dolphins and how I would rank him overall uh, as far as urgency to draft amongst the other tight ends we've watched, Luke Musgrave and Brenton Strange here next on the show. But before we do, built... Bar March Madness Bracket. Guys, it's here. We know you have a favorite bar puff because we all do. And right now is the time to go make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. 50 lucky Locked On listeners who do participate in Built March Madness will be sent a free box of Built if they win the drawing. So you get put in the drawing if you participate in Built March Madness and if you win, you're one of the 50 winners who get a free box of Built. And one lucky listener will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered directly to their door. You have to try Built. It's the best protein bar ever. High in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. It's a life hack you didn't know you needed. Absolutely, positively delicious. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now and vote on your favorite bar puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. We're getting down to the wire, so make sure you make it count and visit BuiltMarchMadness.com. I don't have a great deal of confidence that Sam Laporta will be at the Dolphins pick at 84. So I think if you want Sam Laporta, he has to be who you deem as your best option at 51. I hate that it feels like the Dolphins have put themselves into a position where um, you have to draft this position early and maybe they have something else up their sleeve between now and the draft in about a month. But they've addressed a lot of needs. They have invested a lot into remedying the defense. They've made some parallel moves and some adjustments offensively, but they haven't necessarily really uh, invested anywhere else. And that's why I continue to look at that tight end position with what the Dolphins have, and I don't think that's a finished product yet. At least it should not be considered a finished product in my mind, especially because Durham Smythe is in a contract year. So if you're going to draft for need, this is a viable option no matter what. I don't know that you get on the board at 51, and Sam Laporta is definitively the best player available at all positions, but he might be the best fit option amongst the players of positions of need that you deem to be most urgent to address, if that makes sense. 
So I think he has a better realistic chance of being on the board at 51 than Luke Musgrave does, who we discussed this morning. Uh, and I do think Laporta will, will definitively and universally be coveted above Brenton Strange, uh, the tight end from Penn State, who we covered on Monday. But uh, I look at Sam Laporta, and I would not be mad at all if that's the pick at 51. If that's the direction that they choose to go, because he's the best player and best scheme fit, and I think that's where I would probably point to Sam Laporta as having the advantage of the names that we've discussed this far. He's the best scheme fit for who the Dolphins we are, are interpreting who they want to be. Whether that is who they are going to continue to want to be or as they continue to evolve, if they want to go in a different direction with that room, I don't know. But I can tell you with the utmost certainty that Laporta is a home run slam dunk scheme fit for the Dolphins and who they want to be. And that's really impressive because I had watched Laporta for Draft Network into last season, into 2021. And I really, into the 2022, 2021 college season for the 2022 draft cycle. And he went back to school. And I liked him. And he had a huge season. But as I watched him play, it was like, yeah, there's some instances in which I think you could still see that this is a player who used to be a wide receiver. I watched Ohio State and Michigan were the first two games that I watched. I thought the Ohio State game was the best encapsulation of who Sam Laporte is because the Michigan game, they fell behind 20 to nothing, and it was not good. Well, they fell behind 26 to 10 or something like that to Ohio State, but they at least got a, an early score defensively so they could play their game for a little bit deeper into the game. I think if if you didn't know that he used to play wide receiver, you wouldn't watch him in 2022 and think that he used to be a wide receiver. And he still moves like a wide receiver. Like I think here's the impressive, just the, the final cherry on the top as it pertains to Sam Laporta. We talked about his athletic profile and his testing as a tight end. But his agility scores, his three-cone drill and his short shuttle, if you compared his numbers to wide receivers, not to tight ends, but wide receivers. He goes from 88th percentile and 78th percentile to 59th percentile and 45th percentile. So he's still like, a, and his that standing broad jump that he had of uh, 10 foot three is 63rd percentile. That vertical jump is 44th percentile. So he's an average to above average wide receiver as a tester at 245 pounds. And he can line up in line. Why is he not being talked about as a slam dunk first round pick? It's a really good tight end class. And I do think about that arm length and the ways that it will impact him as an inline blocker that can be challenging at times, which the player we're going to do next is Darnell Washington, who I promise you will not have those issues, but I'm really excited to put him under the microscope next year on the show as we continue to carve out the, the top of the tight end class and, and go from there. So plan accordingly, keep it locked in right here on locked on dolphins. You can find locked on dolphins on YouTube or wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. I enjoy talking with you guys, talking ball with you guys. I enjoy hearing from you guys and the community that we have created here on locked on dolphins. So please don't be shy feedback, suggestions, uh, things you want to hear me talk about prospects. You want to hear me talk about a certain position. We're going to get Zach Koontz. We're going to get all, we're going to get the whole game at a tight end. We're really going to exhaust this position group because I think the dolphins are going to draft one early. So We'll go all in on that capacity, which is why you're getting a double dip today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. A little bit of a surprise. Go make Lockdown NFL Scouting your second listen of the day. Fins up. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day, and I'll talk with you all again tomorrow.